Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Thursday, October 27th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri's 18th Senate District in the northeast part of the state has transformed over the past decade and a half from ultra-competitive to ultra-Republican. It's going to be very difficult for a Democrat in a rural area. Very difficult, if not impossible. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explores how the nationalization of local politics led to the collapse of Democratic fortunes in rural Missouri. Faith leaders in the St. Louis region are asking to be included in the community response to the deadly shooting this week at a local high school. St. Louis Public Radio's Brian Munoz reports. Nearly 100 clergy gathered outside Central Visual and Performing Arts High School, where one student and one teacher were killed on Monday. Reverend Charles Norris is the pastor at St. James Amy Church and president of the St. Louis Metropolitan Clergy Coalition, a group of roughly 200 faith leaders from the region. He says the group will present a plan to St. Louis Public Schools in the coming days to create a clergy response team to support students and families during times of crisis. So many of the victims of the violence are people of faith houses, and so we want to make sure that we are there and uh, connecting with them in such a way that they can provide the resources. Nora says clergy members want to ensure the community can come together and love one another during difficult times. I'm Brian Munoz, St. Louis Public Radio. Federal investigators say there has been a spike in shooting threats directed at local schools since Monday's deadly shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. That's where St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton picks up the story. FBI officials say their agents can't investigate every hoax, so they're sending local police officers to schools. Jay Greenberg is special agent in charge of the FBI's St. Louis field office. He says the hoaxes are usually easy to track down, but because law enforcement has to investigate every one, it means more police are in local schools. They are also seeing an increased armed presence every day in their school, regardless where they are across the metro region, which is leading to additional trauma for those students. Greenberg says one school had to initiate a lockdown after a threat on Tuesday. FBI investigators say since the Columbine High School shooting in 1999, it's common to see more local people making threats of shootings after one occurs in their region. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, Missouri's Secretary of State is not expecting high turnout for next month's election. Jay Ashcroft does not have an official prediction for the November 8th vote, but he is expecting turnout to be around 20 percent. That comes as St. Louis County elections officials say requests for absentee ballots are lagging compared to the last midterm in 2018. Ashcroft says the decision by national political parties to not pump money into Missouri's U.S. Senate race could be dampening turnout expectations. I'm concerned that it's going to be less than 18. Um, I just don't see the enthusiasm for any of our statewide races that we have right now um, Unfortunately, I I just don't see it. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Ashcroft was a guest on Politically Speaking. That episode is at stlpr.org. The Federal Emergency Management Agency has approved more than $2 million for flood relief in St. Clair County following July's record rain. That includes more than $1 million in grants to eligible homeowners and renters. The money helps with uninsured and underinsured losses. Slightly more than $1 million in flood insurance claims 
have been processed. St. Clair County residents can still apply for aid at two disaster recovery centers in Missouri. One is at Rankin Technical College in St. Louis, the other at Centennial Commons in University City. Similar centers are expected to open tomorrow in St. Clair County. St. Charles wants Ameren, Missouri to pay $40 million to move the city's wells away from contaminated groundwater. The city alleges a utility substation is responsible for the contamination. The Post-Dispatch reports St. Charles is also asking federal regulators to force Ameren to pay for improvements at the city's water treatment plant. That could cost another $10 million to $20 million. An Ameren spokesperson would not comment on the demand for funding, but says the company would continue to work with the city to fix the issues. St. Charles officials say the drinking water is safe, but if Ameren does not pay for the upgrades, the city would have to take on the cost and pass it to water customers. Missouri residents will decide next month who should represent them in Jefferson City. The GOP is expected to prevail in places like the 18th Senate District in the northeast part of the state. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on the district's transformation from ultra-competitive to ultra-Republican. Sixteen years ago, Wes Schumeyer participated in the most competitive state legislative election in Missouri. The farmer from Clarence was able to capture the 18th Senatorial District in 2006, bringing a slew of lightly populated northeast Missouri counties into the Democratic fold. But four years later, Schumeyer lost his seat decisively to Republican Brian Munzlinger. And as he explained to me at his kitchen table, Schumeyer saw the stark political transition coming long before he was ushered out of office. I could tell on the doors from from 06 to 10 that it was a lot different, uh, a lot different thought process of folks. Like what? Like, like can you? you Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you just knock on somebody's door and they'd, they'd come right out and ask you a Democrat. To showcase just how massive this shift has been, consider this. In 2006, Schumeyer won every county in the 18th district except Marion, Adair, and Putnam. He only won Monroe County in 2010, and in 2018, Republican Cindy O'Loughlin prevailed in every single county in the 18th district by landslide margins. O'Loughlin believes voters in Northeast Missouri have completely embraced the GOP. It's going to be very difficult for a Democrat in a rural area. Very difficult, if not impossible. There's a lot of theories on why the counties in the 18th district moved so decisively after generations of Democratic support. But for GOP political consultant Jeff Rowe, the reason is pretty obvious. Local politics became nationalized and voters were unable to differentiate between state and county candidates and national Democratic leaders. If you're a state rep or state senate candidate knocking on a door and you ask a voter what they care about, and you're literally going to go to Jeff City if you win, you very well might get a question about about Hunter Biden's laptop. Some of this nationalization comes down to policy. Northeast Missouri Democrats, especially in the 1980s and 1990s, were socially conservative, opposing things like abortion rights and gun control. They were more populist on economic issues, supporting things like union rights, and pushing back on free trade deals. Lewis Riggs used to work for one of these Democrats, former Congressman Harold Volkmer. But now Riggs, a Republican state representative from Hannibal, 
contends voters now align with Republicans on issues. And if you go to South Side of Hannibal, um, and that was a hardcore Democratic, it's always been a, a working class enclave. Look at the Trump signs, uh, Trump flags, you know. That was just something that came out of, I won't say nowhere, but it was, it was, a, it was a logical next step for a lot of folks because these are the folks who lost their jobs. The rise of conservative media also played a role in Republicans gaining a foothold. As local newspapers declined in financial strength and relevance, Hannibal Democratic voter James Abright contends outlets like Fox News and social media platforms like Facebook filled the void. I am convinced that Rupert Murdoch and his organization are killing the normal political, or they're part of what's killing the normal political process in America today through Fox News and all the propaganda they put out. Gay Phillips, a Democratic voter from Palmyra, says the new media environment influences how people think about politics. She relayed this anecdote about a conversation she had with someone about a current event. Her response to me is, the only thing I listen to is Tucker Carlson. Tucker knows what's going on. And I'm I think my mouth probably dropped open. Missouri Democrats have been struggling to turn things around in rural parts of the state for years. And nobody has a clear answer or easy solution. But some Democrats have some suggestions. Ayana Shivers, a Democrat from Mexico who is running for the 18th district seat, says the key isn't necessarily a lot of money or some savior figure to turn things around, but rather a renewed emphasis on connecting with voters. I trust you because I grew up with you. I don't trust the person or just a radio ad. There's widespread agreement that if Missouri Democrats continue to struggle in rural areas, they cannot win statewide elections. And unless Northeast Missouri voters become disenchanted with Republicans on a national level, it's likely Democratic woes will continue there in November. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.